Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Welcome to Hey, Bitch Podcast, where we talk about self-love, acceptance, how to function as an adult, and we'll be bringing you into our lives by sharing our experiences and all the topics we care about. But don't forget, it's okay, it's okay to, to be, be a mess. mess. The white bitch that says recording in progress. <laughs> so recording he's getting me off guard. She sounds like like a sex phone operator. Bitch, you and your sex phone operator. We really need to give you just an episode of just you doing like sex phone Hola. sounds. Como estas? Hola, papa. Hola. Ew, papa. <laughs> Ew. I had an ex-boyfriend I used to call papa. That's gross. <laughs> Not papi? Hola, papi. I used to call my stepdad papi. Yeah, um, one of our friends re- had a really good explanation as to why she doesn't say daddy. Why? Because it's like saying dad, like to your dad, you say daddy. Hi, daddy. Or hi, dad. I don't have a dad, so I can call anyone I want like, daddy. Yeah, I, I'm like, this is this is where the daddy issues come in. Oh, right here. Hi, I'm Vanessa. Explanation. Yeah, one and two. I have daddy issues. Yeah. My name is Haido and I have daddy issues. <laughs> On today's episode, <laughs> we're talking about our daddy issues. We actually are probably. Some of it. Some, some of them. So today we're going to be learning a little more about Vanessa. Uh, she's going to give us more details on her life and who she is. Um, so I think we should get started. <laughs> Buckle up, bitches. Get ready for a a doozy of a fucking story (laughs) get ready for the for the california screaming vanessa style (laughs) (laughs) my telenovela starring vanessa (laughs) okay so the big bitch (laughs) (laughs) so my name is vanessa i'm 28 years old i was born and raised in el monte california and oh bitch period (laughs) period um So my family tree is a little complicated. Grab your pen and paper. Write this shit down because. No, seriously. Write it down. You're about to get confused. So Mm -hmm. there's me born in 1993 to my mom. Yes. The best year. Yes, of course. (laughs) Uh, There's me and my mom. Mm -hmm. I never met my biological father. And that's a story that we'll get into a little later into my life. Well, for the first four years of my life, it's just me and my mom. And uh, when I was four years old, four or five years old, my mom meets my ex-stepdad. Uh, we're going to call him Mr. Burns. And Mr. Burns has two kids uh, who become my stepbrothers. And they're uh, two and four years older than me. So I grew up with them as my brothers. My parents were together for 15 years. Um, When they separated, they did this whole back and forth thing for another five years. And um, so those were my brothers and my, and that was my dad. That was the only person I knew as my, as my father, right? Mm -hmm. Together, they have my sister. Um, And years, years later, when my parents start to split up, my mom adopts my youngest sister. Um. Growing up, 
I, I don't know what to say. Like we heard Hyrule's story last uh, week about like growing up in El Monte and how like everyone refers, referred to it as ghetto or whatever. But I, I also don't think that, like, I don't remember my childhood, like El Monte being ghetto. Yeah. I was very fortunate that like my mom had a really good job and um, Mr. Burns had a really good job. Like he, he did well for himself. So I never went without when it came to like materialistic things. Right. And Hyrule has like this really funny story <laughs> of uh, when he first uh, saw me. Yes. So <laughs> I need, I, I met you at school. So we knew, we know each other from like elementary school and middle school. Correct. Yeah. And in elementary school, someone like I knew who Vanessa was, but I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. So someone told me one of the students, one of our classmates in that teacher's Asian teacher's classroom. Yeah. That's exactly what he told me. He told me that Vanessa was Brad Pitt's daughter. Which I wish. <laughs> I wish. And I knew who Brad Pitt was because, you know, like movies. You, you know, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, you yeah. just know. Um, but so he tells me that and I look at her and I'm like, oh, no wonder she like arrives in these cars that would look all kind of flashy, you know, like... <laughs> And she was always kind of like made up, you know, I don't know. Like, that's what I remember you as. Like you were like kind of nice always things. prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So you were always prepared and like, yeah, you had, you know, your school supply and all that stuff. So I believed it being like this little fucking <laughs> naive kid. So like literally for two years, six, like sixth and seventh grade before I actually really, really met you. Mm-hmm. I was like, she has to be Brad Pitt's daughter. <laughs> like, what would I have been doing in the Monte, like as Brad bitch, Pitt's daughter, know. bitch? Bitch, you never know. Yeah, but yeah, so-, so I think Vanessa's Brad Pitt's daughter for like two years. Come to find out, she's not. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, I'm not. But, but I understand what you mean. What you mean when you say like your upbringing was kind of, I want to say privileged. I would just say like you had what you needed, and it wasn't like yeah like material stuff because I guess what I want you to talk about is like your feelings or like what you remember feeling growing up with your mom and this man Mr. Burns and like the things that you went through with that family you know yeah so um like Hiro said I grew up very fortunate like you know I don't ever remember wanting something and not being able to have it because of money and Mm -hmm. um so in that case, like I never went without, but the, it's a weird thing to talk about one, because it's kind of like a touchy subject in my family, uh-huh. but also because it's, it's kind of weird to talk about. I remember like kids used to look at me or kids were used to come up to me and tell me like, man, I wish I had your life. Like, I wish I had lived in your family or I wish I lived in your house man, I wish I had like the car that your dad drives. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember like hearing that and I would think like, dude, you do not wish you were with me because the the truth was like my parents, um, didn't get along at all. Like my mom, and this is not to talk bad about my mom because now that I'm an adult, I look back and I know, I know with all my heart that my mom tried to make that relationship work. 
mm-hmm. and she tried everything, everything right. that she could to make it work, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're not like, we're all humans. We're not perfect. We all make mistakes. So I'm sure that there's things that she wishes she did differently, but I know that she tried to make that relationship work. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the effort just wasn't met on the other side. But I remember my childhood along with all the flashy things and the nice trips and the going shopping and all that stuff. I remember the fights. Like I remember, you know, um, my stepdad had a temper and he was just like always in a bad mood. I remember like we would get scared. Like if someone dropped a plate and like broke the plate, it'd be like dead silence in the house because we were scared Mm. that he was going to start screaming. Or um, like he would yell at my brothers. Like it was just, it was bad. Like he broke our microwave one time. Um, Yeah. Chaos. It was chaos. chaos. I grew so, up in chaos. Mm-hmm. So I remember you, I don't know. Was this elementary school when you went to Italy or something like that? Um, I, Middle school. My parents gave me a two week trip to Italy instead of a quinceanera. So I was, oh, I, see, I was see. like 14 right before um, freshman year. The oh, summer okay. before so, freshman year. It's funny because recently you told me that that trip was like nothing but chaotic stuff. And for a lot, literally since till now, since, since you told me, I thought it was like, oh my gosh, you went to Italy. How like fun and like, you know, like beautiful. And she's 14 in Italy, you know, like living the Lizzie McGuire dream, you know. <laughs> the fantasy the fantasy but then you tell me that you were like like your dad I guess was like not not acting right or something yeah so um what happened we went to Italy instead of a quinceanera they gave me a two-week trip um all over Europe and Mm -hmm. I remember I was like oh man you're so lucky and even now that I'm an adult people tell me like oh man you're so lucky and yeah it was a beautiful trip but my parents fought and I remember like they would fight, you know, it was just, they would fight and then it would put me in a bad mood and it's like, it ruined my, my freaking day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's like what I remember of it too. Um, so my parents are together for a lot of years and then I, on top of them fighting, we grew up Christian, um, Mm -hmm. like, Pentecostal Christian, very strict household. Um, I like, we went to church twice a week, every Sunday, you never got to miss. And the views were very black and white. Like the world was Mm -hmm. black and white growing up. Right. This is wrong. This is right. And you better listen. Yeah. Um, my stepdad, he was, is from Mexico He's from Mexico. And um, so he was very like old school machismo mentality. The women belong in the kitchen. The men belong working. Like you have to clean all day and then cook for your husband and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. that's what he wanted to instill in me. And I I have never been like that. Like I've never been like the submissive type of person. (laughs) No, you haven't. (laughs) (laughs) And I think because he wasn't like that, like he was very like, I'm like, I'm sure because he was always fighting, right? Mm -hmm. I got that from him. And 
we would clash all the time. Mm. Yeah. So I, I grew up in the church. Um, I just remember that there was like, back then there was, a like very black and white views, you know, I, I was taught from a young age, like being gay was wrong. You're going to hell. Um, you know, some, like we, we went to a quite a few different churches, but one of the churches was like, women can't wear makeup. You can never cut your hair. You can never wear a skirt, uh, anything other than skirts. And the skirts have to be like knee length. You can't wear jeans or pants. Um, you know, very, very like narrow, I guess. Narrow, yeah. Super narrow. So I grew up in that for a while. I went to a Christian private school for a year. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, (laughs) so I went to a Christian private school for one year, fifth grade. And I kid you not, Jairo, imagine like home study, but just in one big classroom. It wasn't a, it wasn't a school. It wasn't a school. No, there was no teachers. No one, no one taught me anything. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. I'm serious. There was like no teachers. When I enrolled, they Uh gave me like five packets. Okay. Like social studies, English, math, history, and like, I don't know, something else. And you did the packets. You got to school every day. You sat in your little cubby and they were like, you have to finish five packets of each book and then you're done for the day. What the fuck? And that was it. That was it. Wait, but why only why only fifth grade? Because that's all it was. <laughs> my I told my what parents, like, fuck? hey, there's no teachers here. Cause so they we enrolled thinking like, oh yeah, we're gonna be like at a good school. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, like you know, it's a private school because it was expensive. Of and, course. And so it was like a private school, and you had my parents had to pay tuition for it, and they were like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're gonna give them the best of the best. And, you know, Christian values and the beliefs and stuff. And I told my mom after a while, I was like, hey, you know, um, there's no teachers. And um, I'm teaching myself over here. And they had like the answer key. You're in front of the classroom <laughs> like this is five plus five. But I'll have you know that a bitch won all the awards. OK, I went home at the end of the year with like the highest award period period mic drop so next (laughs) next so i only went to that private school for a year and then um i went to church like we went to church regularly all the way up until like my early 20s till i was like probably 20 this is after high school oh shoot yeah so during high school, you were, oh yeah, I, I go remember. To I'd go like church camps mm-hmm. for like the weekend, and it was like mm-hmm. all nothing but praying. My parents would send you know me to church like, camp. In Catholic school, we would call it like retiros. Yes, us too, retiros. Yeah, the retiros, and you like, you go and you sit and pray all day, and like you hear like these people talk to you, and to me, it was very traumatizing. <laughs> Well, at first, to say the least. at first, and this is not to bag on any like, you know, organized religions or whatever, because mm-hmm. I, I do believe that there's a God 
-hmm. I do believe, you know, in a higher power or whatever, but uh, I don't know. Imagine me 12, 13 years old, (laughs) my mom signing me up for a retiro and I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to pray. I just want to sit here on the bench. So they make everyone go up to, cause you have to do classes before you can actually go. So it's one of the classes and we're up there praying. And then I was like, okay, I'm kind of done. I'm going to go back and sit down. So I go back and sit down and the pastor comes up to me and he grabs my head and he was like, demonio, sacate de la niña. Bitch, no. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to sit down. You should have just been like, oh. <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> imagine and then you should got up and be like i'm just kidding just what kidding <laughs> i should have bit him <laughs> um yeah i was even a sunday school teacher for a while i got kicked out mm-hmm. of doing it though <laughs> bitch why because I, I was the worst sunday school teacher uh, okay i was unprepared and i would just be like this, this is what we're gonna learn today do you guys want a pizza party <gasps> you were the best teacher i was hungry girl i know <laughs> trust um so this was between like elementary school to the end of high school yeah I'm so assuming. elementary school and like on yeah and when my mom met mr burns i was four right mm-hmm. and i did not like him i don't know mm-hmm. if i've ever told you this but i did not accept him like i remember i was super mean to him he was like trying to buy all of our love, right? So he would like take us to Disneyland or take us shopping and like do all these nice things. We moved in with him and and they had my sister and I did not accept him. And I would tell my mom, like, that's not my dad. And I never called him by like dad for a long time. Like I would call him by his, by his name. Right. I never said he was my dad. Like people would say like, oh, your dad. And like, that's not my dad. I was mean to him mm-hmm. probably until middle school. Oh, okay. So let's say a good, like eight years. I was like, Oh no, get away from me <laughs> around middle school time is when I start like warming up to him and little by little start calling him dad or puppy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause we all called him puppy. And, um, like by high school he's my dad and like when you and I were close that was my dad right like I would be like Mm -hmm. oh my dad there's my dad that yeah and it not to say that he was like the worst person he just wasn't a present father Mm -hmm. like he wasn't supportive with like love he would just kind of throw money like what do you need you want money here take it Mm. but it wasn't like always supporting you know he had his temper you had to yeah. kind of walk on eggshells when you talk to him yeah um sometimes even us like yeah. we didn't even really know him and i felt like i had to like talk very carefully like and remember and like yeah all, all this stuff like he... like, oh scary <laughs> oh spooky and um <laughs> re- remember though like i would be very scared of him like oh no he's gonna get mad and like, for that matter, my mom was really strict too. 
-hmm. Like my mom and I didn't have a good relationship until like up till recently, like the last two years, Mm -hmm. we were always, um, fighting. We were always like butting heads. Um, she was very strict on me and I wanted to like go hang out with my friends and she wouldn't let me, I didn't want to go to church and she would make me like stuff like that. Of course. Yeah. Um, but my parents. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I wanted to ask you like a question about what kind of friends you had during like elementary school. Um, because I know your friends later on, like your friends from choir and stuff like that. But before, I don't remember my friends from elementary school. Well, because you were in cheer too, no? I was in like baby cheer. I was in like the city cheer. Oh, okay, okay. When I was little, but my parents took me out because because um I turned ten. I turned ten years oh. old, and my stepdad was like, "No, she's getting big. I don't want her running around in a skirt anymore." Oh, yeah. So they took me out of it. But um, I had one friend who was like my best friend, and she was like my front neighbor. She lived in front of me. But in elementary school, like my parents were strict. I never had like. So it was like boom, like school. Yeah, school and home. Even in high school, remember? Yeah. I had like my my mom worked right next to the high school, and so I would get out at school, and I'd have to go check in with her. Like, hi, I'm here. I'm going home. And then I, I, our babysitter, like our nanny that would stay with my sister, would call my mom when I got home. So my mom knew like how long it would take me to walk home. And if it took like, say it take, say it took like 20 minutes. Uh-huh. If it was more than 20 minutes, she would call the babysitter. Like, where's Vanessa? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know you were checking in. Bitch, I was always checking in. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go. That's my mom's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or like I would, <laughs> I would bribe the babysitter and I would go buy her like a bag of hot Cheetos. <laughs> not the hot cheetos buy a bag of hot cheetos and i'm like here i bought you this and she wouldn't tell my mom if i was late (gasps) yeah that's down yeah they like like, can you bring me takis next time (laughs) takis are my favorite dude takis were barely new when we were in high school so so let's recap i'm in high school now i just within the last few years start accepting my stepdad as my dad Okay. Keep in mind, I never know. I don't know my real dad at this point. Okay. Oh. When I was younger, like a little kid, when I hated my stepdad, I used to cry to myself by myself mm-hmm. because I didn't know my real dad. Like I didn't know anything about him. And not to say that my mom didn't want to tell me anything. It was just one of those subjects where like, you don't know what the response is going to be. So you just don't say anything. And you kind of like just wonder in silence. And some things she would say, like, you know, in passing, like, oh, yeah, um, I met your dad here one time or something like that, you know, because my mom was born and raised in Amani. Wow. Well, she she was born in L.A., but she was raised in Amani. (laughs) (laughs) And um, still Yeah. So she, like, she spent all her life in Almani and then I spent all my life in Almani. So like, 
she knew that's where she met my, my real father. So I didn't know anything about him. And then, um, probably around like middle school or whatever, they tell me, oh, you have a brother, like a half brother Mm -hmm. from your dad. So that I'm like, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, hello. And then come to find out that my father's family lives in like not too far from here. I get in contact with my real dad Mm -hmm. who um, is now living in Mexico. And I try to establish a relationship with him and it goes well at first where like, we're talking through like Facebook, Mm -hmm. but then he kind of like falls off the face of the earth and I don't hear from him again. And so when I was little, I thought, my dad doesn't want me. And then now I'm older, like my teen years. And I, and I, in my mind, I think it's solidified. He doesn't want me. So I'm, I'm living with that. My parents are fighting all the time. My stepbrothers, um, baby burns and little burns are assholes like downright the devil they were fucking mean to me like super mean they hated me from day one i'm not even kidding i couldn't fall asleep on the fucking couch because i would wake up to my brother kicking the couch just because he hated me oh yeah he was mean fuck them they're assholes they need to go to family therapy yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm talking about all of this stuff. Like it's, oh, boohoo. My life was horrible, but keep in mind, this is the only thing I've ever known. So I'm living this whole part of my life, believing that everyone's family is like this, Mm -hmm. like this is normal. I always felt like the chaos was normal. How many times a day do you hear people say, oh my gosh, my family's crazy all the time like how many how many people have you met in your life that go oh my gosh my family's crazy or oh my gosh my family's wild my family's chaos like literally everyone so i I, people would say stuff like that and i'm like okay everyone's family's crazy like everyone's family is chaotic they all they all probably fight like this they all probably hate each other they're probably all mean to each other like my brothers and i didn't have good tender i love you moments And, um, I think that this is all normal. So I get my first boyfriend in high school Mm -hmm. and it's really cute at first and whatever, cutesy, cutesy, we're going on dates and puppy love stuff, but (laughs) I think it's normal to fight. So I add a little spice to the relationship and just start picking fights out of nowhere. (laughs) And, And I mean, like I'm bored. So I'm like. I think we should break up. And he's like, what did I do? It's Valentine's Day. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I was mean. Like, I was mean. Not all the time. You were you were itching for that, for that chaos. I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you're not fighting me, you don't love me. Yeah. So I thought Damn, it was normal. That's crazy. And not to say that this person was like, 
goody two shoes because yeah i i know that homeboy Mm -hmm. uh contributed to a lot of those fights but i i know now that it was a lot of me because i just liked chaos i liked to fight i guess i don't know that was all i knew and at this time like in church i'm kind of like i don't want to go to church anymore um I don't want to listen to what my parents say. My mom and I are always fighting. Um, The only thing that really kind of like I like or I love or I find comfort in is singing in the choir with my friends when I was in Mm -hmm. high school. And I think that's why I kind of latched on to like all the choir kids because it was like my happy moments. Um, and that's when like you and I were friends and, um, yeah. Do you ever, do you remember like when I learned this, I guess, from like middle school choir, when our, when the teacher would say like, when you walk into this room, you're here to like have fun and sing and you leave everything out the door. Yeah. I don't know if that was our, our middle school teacher or high school teacher i think it was middle school sounds like something the middle school teacher would say yeah but like i learned that so much that every time we stepped into choir room no matter what choir it was like i feel that like even even to college i felt that it made me happy like it really brought me joy right and there was a time when um when my mom wanted to like take me out of choir because my grades sucked but I remember thinking like, oh, my God, this woman's going to ruin my life because this is the yeah. only thing that makes me happy. Let's backtrack. Hire, you're going to have a fucking field day trying to loop this all together <laughs> to make sense. <laughs> Sorry. Bitch. Okay, my parents are fighting. Mm-hmm. Whatever. they. That's normal. I'm feeling all of these like daddy issues, abandonment. I don't usually talk about this. Uh-huh. But I'm going to talk about it in order to be authentic, because I really want everyone to understand, understand um, how your upbringing can pave pave a road. Yeah. Yeah. So I have all these daddy issues. Right. And Uh I think it's apparent. I think people can see it. I look back now and I think I think people can tell that I'm like looking for love or acceptance or someone Mm -hmm. to pay attention to me. Because I'm I'm very young, mm-hmm. like a teenager. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm very young, Oops. and um, I meet. I'm approached by someone that uh, goes to my church. Okay, and <gasps> I develop. Oh my! A, I develop a crush on this person. I remember exactly who this is. I think. I develop a crush on this person and uh-huh. I was young. It was like, like a puppy crush, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it was, was noticeable. Like, this was like sophomore year, no? Yeah. Around there. Sophomore, junior year, around there. Sophomore yeah. year. Um, junior year, somewhere, somewhere around there. Anyway, so I develop a crush on this person mm-hmm. and I think it's noticeable that I have a crush on him because he kind of approaches me and 
manipulates the situation of me being an underage girl and totally takes advantage. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave it at that. Take it takes advantage of me. Um, I didn't think that I was being taken, taken advantage of. I didn't, I didn't believe it. Yeah. I thought I was in love mm-hmm. because I really wanted someone to pay attention to me. Um, I was looking for someone to, I don't know, think I'm pretty, give me attention, give yeah. me attention think I'm pretty. Growing up, I mentioned it last um, episode that growing up, I used to get bullied because I was like fat and hairy and like mm-hmm. dark or whatever. And, and that holds true. Like I was bullied by my devil stepbrothers. Mm-hmm. Like they used to call me obese or disgusting. So I believed it. Um, kids at school would say I was disgusting. Uh, and just like, I don't know, all my friends had crushes or little boyfriends at school and I never did. No one ever had a crush on me. So you take that all as like, oh, the, uh, what everyone's saying must be true. So this guy takes advantage of me and he's significantly older overage I'm underage and my parents my mom finds out and flips her lid rightfully so now back then I was like you're ruining my life Mm -hmm. now I'm like I have no words now yeah I'm 28 years old now and Uh if anything like that happened to my sister oh my god it's on site, bitch. It's on site. It's, it's on, on site. site. Like, my heart breaks for younger Vanessa because mm-hmm. poor girl set the tone for every future relationship she had. You know what's interesting about us? I don't want to, I don't want to be like, oh, we're different, but I feel like. No, but we are. You, both of us and like our little group of friends we were kind of mature like more mature than what I typically saw because we were doing like adult things yeah in high school yeah and not like not like bad we weren't like well I was well some of (laughs) us were some of us were doing bad things but they weren't like high school people stuff (laughs) Yeah, we we watched Greece and we were like, we're gonna do that. I thought it was thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we were, we were. I think that I grew up way too fast because of the situations that I, I was in, and I can't be mad at myself for not knowing any better because I didn't know any better. You know, mm-hmm. like I was, I was so young and I you know, was manipulated. We were naive. And like, I, like I was preyed on. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't see it that way for years. Now I'm older. Now I understand that the fact that I didn't have my real father with me or, or the fact that I had not even that I didn't have that my real father with me because you know, it turns out that he probably wasn't the best person to be around anyways. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't have that, that answer. I didn't have the answer. I wondered, was it because he didn't love me? Was it because I wasn't good enough? And then here I have, you know, Mr. Burns, who, who is my father, the, my father figure, and, and I love him and I accept him as my father now, but it took a long time for me to do so. And to be completely honest, I look back and I think there was a clear separation between his kids and not his kids. I remember feeling jealous of my younger sister because he babied her. That was his baby. That was his girl. She went with him everywhere. And me, when, when I would do something oh, bad, that makes sense. like when I would do something bad or when I would get in trouble, he would turn to my mom and say, your daughter, that's your daughter. And in like, front of you? oh yeah. Like, and I remember that stuff, you know? It's on site, bitch. It's on <laughs> site when I see him. <laughs> so like all of that stuff, you don't realize it when it's happening, but it, it picks at you little by little. And it all just slowly builds and builds. Oh, no, no, not even. I don't even think slowly. I think it's like, it, it's like hitting you hard. Like you just don't realize it. Well, maybe because for me, I, I still felt like this is my family. This is normal. This is, this is the only thing I know, you know? So when I was in the situation, I thought this guy really likes me. Mm -hmm. He didn't care about me. He didn't give a fuck about me. I was just easy to him. Mm. Simple, you know, to take advantage of. When my parents found out, they were heartbroken. And I think that really strained my relationship with my parents because I don't, I don't think that my dad ever saw me the same way again. I think, keep in mind, he's very old school, machismo from Mexico. Right. So I think in, in his eyes was damaged goods. Yeah. And uh, when we would fight, he would bring it up. Like he would bring up that, Ah, porque, yeah, porque ni te, te um, cuido. Stop. Yeah, porque ni te cuido. There's no reason to take care of you anymore. Stuff like that. That would hurt my feelings. Um, And my mom, my mom also was very upset and would also say things that, you know, hurt my feelings. But I, I think that she felt betrayed and heartbroken and angry probably at herself because she didn't see it and there was really nothing she could do about it um so then I get my first boyfriend this is all before I had my first boyfriend so then I get my first boyfriend and things seem to kind of settle and then you know I graduate high school and I start spicing it up and uh fighting with my ex-boyfriend Um, and that's normal to me. We have like this on and off relationship where I'm breaking up and getting back together and all my friends hate him. All his friends hate me. And we all talk crap about each other and blah, 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 blah. Bitch, I didn't, I was so honestly, I was so lost when you were with that person. I was like, 
Wait, so are you not or are you yes? His phone number is blocked. He's calling you from a blocked number. Like, what is the deal? Yeah, yeah. So that happens. And I get out of that and I go to CSUN. Okay, so I graduate from high school. Uh-huh. I get into um, Cal State Northridge and I go to Cal State Northridge. I'm the only person from our graduating class of high school that goes to that school to Cal State Northridge as a freshman. Mm -hmm. So I knew zero people that went to that school and I made zero friends. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't meet a new person that I hung out with outside of class. And I was so sad and depressed and just not happy. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I'm like my, at this point, my parents had just split up um, my mom moved out and our, their breakup was really, really messy. When they broke up, um, I think my stepdad really kind of showed his true colors because he, when my parents got together, he wasn't broke, but he wasn't nearly as successful as he was when my parents split up. But when they split up, he made sure that my mom left with nothing. And so frustrating. So we, we left with nothing. Right. And to grow up feeling like you're never going to go without to being starting your adulthood, starting college and feeling like, shit, what do we do now? Oh, but it's anxiety, the anxiety, um, having a boyfriend that you're just, you don't love, you're not with you, like, you're just not in love with, and then going to school and not making any friends. So I was super sad, super depressed. Long story short, I get kicked out of CSUN after like Mm -hmm. a year and a half. I go to live with my stepdad because he says he's going to accept me and that he loves me. I'm still his daughter at this point. He's like, blah, blah, blah. We're still family, whatever, whatever. Um, And because I go live with my stepdad, my relationship with my mom gets worse. She feels like I betrayed her. Yeah. Yeah. When really I wasn't trying to betray her. It's just, uh, I wanted my own room. You were just trying to make it. (laughs) I just wanted my own room. Yeah. I love, like, I would tell her, like, I mean, that's my, you, that might not be your husband anymore, but that's still my dad. You know, like, I feel like that's still my dad. So, you know, I loved both of them. Um, after I left CSUN, I took like some time off and then I decided I want to go back to school. So I start working, going back to school, getting my life on track. That's when I lost a bunch of weight. A bitch was snatched. I looked good. Oh, girl. Ooh. I was in my prime at that time. We life starts, out. life starts going good. We start going out. I break up with <gasps> my Vegas, uh, around No, I hadn't gone yet. Cause I hadn't turned 21 yet. Oh, we started going to Tiger Heat a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Tiger heat again. So, so a Tiger Heat again. Um, so I end my first relationship. Coincidentally, that's when I met Lucas. But I was in such a weird space because I had just broken up mm-hmm. with someone that Lucas and I only dated for like three months. And then, um, 
I broke up with him. He was too nice, too quiet. He was too good. Okay, I'm I'm damaged at this point. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what a real relationship is yet. This guy was too nice. Like he'd come to my house with flowers. What the fuck? What do I do with these? Give me some McDonald's. <laughs> like you're not yelling. You open the door for me. You're not yelling at me. What? Too much. Crazy. I can't handle mm-hmm. that. <laughs> That's too much love right there. Anyways. Um I meet my second boyfriend, and that was where the real shit show started. Oh, girl. I meet my, my, my second, uh, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> we're that. We're both just shaking I'm our just, heads. Like... I, we're both just shaking our heads right now because I'm looking at Hyrule like, I, oh, oh, bitch, you know exactly what this one is. <laughs> I, remember, I remember this roller coaster. This was a roller coaster. And buckle up, bitches. You're about to understand it was the, why. The, the big, you know, when you go to Six Flags and there's a big roller coaster? Oh, this was the drop. <laughs> the big drop. One time I went on uh, Goliath. And you know how, like, it goes, like, it does, <laughs> it spins. I blacked out. This is that moment in my life. <laughs> Just blackish. If my life was the life, I I would black out right here. That blackout section. This is the blackout section. Okay. Okay. So I'm working. My very first job is Home Depot. This is Uh where I meet this guy. He's older than me. He has kids. He has baggage. And 20 year old Vanessa decides. I like this one. I'm ready for this one. (laughs) I choose this one. (sighs) He was funny at first. And I think that's why I was like, hey, it wasn't funny hey. after like a little while. It was oh, like, it was okay, funny. so I I thought what? What? I, was I out when you were with him? Yeah. Bitch, I was scared of meeting him. Like I yeah. was scared of being around him. Yeah, everyone was. And he would text you when you were with us. Like, what do you Oh my doing? gosh. Okay. I'm going to get into this. Okay. 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 Let's just, get just into it. Let's get into it. Okay. So. Okay, so I date this guy uh-huh. and he's older than me. Um, he has a lot of baggage. And that's where I really like become not happy with my life because I I think that it's normal. I'm still believing that it's normal, it's like all these fighting and that this is just what life is, but this is like to the tenth power. Mm-hmm. Like we were very toxic together. And, and to the point where I'm not even kidding, like when, after I'm like 21 and stuff, Jairo and our really good friend would go and then I would go to WeHo and you know how like we would WeHo Jairo and we'll like get a hotel so that we're close to WeHo. We can spend the night there and be safe. Yeah. I kid you not. He would be like, Snapchat me a 360 Mm -hmm. of the room that you're in because I want to see like who's with you. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here in the hotel room. Here's Hiro. Here's my other friend. And he's like, Yeah, the other guy probably went to the car. He's probably in the restroom. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> was, what it was. I was telling when I said that I didn't know that that's what, that's what she was doing. I thought that she was just like Snapchatting the room, like, "Hey, we're in apartment tour." <laughs> yeah, apartment tour. <laughs> this is the fridge. This is inside the wall. This is outside the window. I open the and the is sink. The, this is the sink. Turn it on. Running water. 
Um, and and I know that he was just like that because he was cheating on me the entire time. Mm. But like our relationship gets so bad that it gets violent and like he lays hands on me. I have to get a restraining order, all of this stuff. Um, I move back in with my mom because I just I, I need to be home. Um, and I just decide I want to be by myself single for a while because I'm not happy and I need to figure out why I'm like this. So I kind of throw myself into like working and going out and partying and getting drunk. And that's just like my life. And I spend like a year or so by myself alone, learning to be happy by myself. And then out comes Lucas, my husband again. He's, you know, just out of the, out of nowhere, out of the blue. <laughs> out of the blue. Hey, hey, <laughs> just like randomly <laughs> <Del árbol>. just, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> out of the bushes. Yeah. Um, he randomly adds me on Snapchat mm-hmm. and we start talking or whatever. We hang out and it's like everything clicks. Mm-hmm. And from that moment, I know I knew like I want to continue spending time with this person. I really like him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we start dating and I I start trying to do my normal thing. where like, you know, we fight and I have a short fuse. And like, say, I don't agree with something or we'll be arguing and I'll be like, fine. Um, like texting him, I'll be like, fine, I'm going to bed, have a nice life, do what you want. You do you, I'll do me kind of thing like that. Toxica, <laughs> bitch. That toxica yeah, responses. And I'm thinking that he's going to be like, well, fuck you then, you know, have a nice life, blah, blah, blah. What I was so used to getting. And he's like calls me and he's like Vanessa we need to talk this out I don't want to be upset I don't want you to be upset let's please communicate and I was like what like, wait a minute wait wait a minute wait a damn minute hold wait, the prepaid wait a hot damn minute <laughs> what, what what do you mean and my biggest flex at this moment in my life is that Lucas and I have been together for like four or five years and this man has never raised his voice at me. He oh, has bitch. never yelled at me. He's the most patient person ever. And I'm not, I'm not fucking patient at all. <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's because of him and I dating that I realized like, hey, wait, I think I'm, I think I add to the problem. Why, why am I like this? And he is like, well, you shouldn't fight. You know, we shouldn't fight. We should just communicate it out. And so I start to realize, like, I think I have issues. I think I have mm-hmm. some unaddressed daddy issues or something. Uh, so I, I think that was like a moment of self-realization where I, I was like, I, I need help. This is not normal. And, and I know that that's like when I started breaking the cycle because I stopped fighting with like, you know, my partner. And we just mm-hmm. like click and get along and we never fight. Not to say like, I've never fought with him, but that like, literally I can count the many times that, that as many times as we've had an argument on my hand. 
Um, so we get married. We got married in August of 2019. This is your wedding. Did we get married? I don't remember. Oh, my life is so busy. 2019. 2019. Okay. Um, we August? Get yeah, because yeah. It was right before the panorama. Yeah. I was like, what's the panorama? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, not, was it? Not before yeah, the Patagonia. Before... Yeah. Okay. Bitch. <gasps> it's break time. You just went over. Oh, we got married. Like casual. You're... Like, what can I say about Lucas? Like, he's the best person ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best but then bitches are gonna be yeah, like oh I mean, yeah he sounds great i want to hit him up don't <gasps> fucking hit up my husband <laughs> don't fucking hit him up i'll fuck your ass up just kidding no bitch i'm not kidding <laughs> i'll fuck a bitch up i don't give a fuck if you're oh thank you <laughs> my cat's looking at me like what is this bitch talking about <laughs> um so lucas and i start dating and we got, honestly, we got engaged kind of fast. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought it was fast. But I, I, I didn't feel like it was, it was fast because you, we knew him already. Yeah, that's, that's what my, my closest friends, that's what they were like. It's not that fast because you already know him. Yeah. And we, we kind of stayed in touch throughout the years. But he was always in the conversation. Oh, yeah. And I, I always brought him up somehow. Yeah. Always like, oh, remember that guy that I dated or whatever? The quiet guy. Yeah, he was real quiet. He was real quiet. So but I understand in our group of friends like. Ooh. And he's <laughs> he's naturally like an introvert. Yeah. And he has to really like push himself to be, you know, outgoing or like talkative or whatever. And I'm like a full out blown extrovert. I'm. I'm the bitch that doesn't stop talking. <laughs> so, so bitch, we, stop. Bitch, is it a lie? Where's the lie though? Where's the lie though? Oh, oh, I hear myself more like these. <laughs> bitch, you're like. <laughs> oh, is that what it sounds like? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the mercado. <laughs> okay. Did I tell you, hold on, did I tell you that my, my sister, she heard the first episode and she was like, oh my God, you and Jairo are hot Cheeto girls. (laughs) (laughs) And now every time we we talk, I can't help but think like we're hot Cheeto girls. Okay. Hold up. Is this not a, is hot Cheeto girls not a thing anymore? Because we grew up like hot Cheeto girls. We were the bitch in I would hide my hot Cheetos from the teacher because the bitch wouldn't let us. We yeah. would all hide hot Cheetos. Yeah. Like this. That's a compliment. I'm just I, saying. I took it as a compliment. <laughs> I was like, thanks. But I just wondering, I love hot like, Cheetos. does this not happen anymore? I still eat hot Cheetos. <laughs> no, I so do I have it's looking at me. The bag is looking at me. Um, <laughs> but like in school, like do kids not eat hot Cheetos anymore? They just like well, first Not of all, eating chips. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. That don't eat hot Cheetos. Okay, back exactly. to my story. Thanks for that okay, commercial. Back, back to, to my story. story. 
Okay, so Lucas and, and I start dating. It was too fast. We get engaged. Okay, picture this, people. Lucas and I start talking. Talking. Uh, June of 2017. He gets down on one knee April of 2018. April 1st. But he and I had decided that we wanted to get married. Like, like we were like, oh, yeah, this is going to end in marriage. Like, January. January of 2018. You just knew. I just knew. Like, six months in, we were like, yeah, we're going to get married for sure. So a lot of people were like, mm, that's kind of fast. Vanessa was single. She was all, like going out. She was like living for her best whole life. What do you mean she's going to get married? Well, fuck around, fuck around, and, and, fuck around and get tied <laughs> down. <laughs> and that's my lesson for today. <laughs> yeah. We get engaged. <laughs> So we upon our wedding, we get married. Mm-hmm. Beautiful night. Bitch, I was crying a lot in your wedding. I cried a lot. Everyone cried. Lucas cried. Everyone cried. <laughs> <laughs> so we get married and then we get back and bam, COVID. Yeah. Like we're newlyweds. Bam, COVID. Mm-hmm. Patagonia. Panorama. Panorama. Pantalones. Pantalones. Pantages. Piñatas. Um, So we're in our homes. I have all these like issues. I'm leaving out this huge fucking chunk of my life. Mr. Burns. Oh, yeah. Light bulb. Sorry, guys. What happened to Mr. Burns? What happened? The episode of what happened to Mr. Burns. Well, Lucas and I are start dating. Lucas and I start dating and I'm still talking to Mr. Burns. Like he's still a part of my life. I don't live with him. Mm-hmm. I live with my mom now, but, but that's still my dad. I still go to church with him on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. He's frail now because his lies have caught up to him. Period. As they always do. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, that's still my dad. Well, one day, and, and I, I remember I would go home and I would tell my mom, like, I get a weird vibe from him. Like, I would go to church with him and my sister. And he would talk to her. And he, I would walk in and be like, hi, dad. And he'd be like, oh, hi. And he'd be like, let's go. Let's go to church. And so I, I, I told my mom, like, for like a couple of weeks, like, I'm getting a weird vibe from him. But that's still my dad. Lucas goes and meets him. I introduce him to Lucas. Finally. I'm dating someone that my parents would be proud of because they really, they really hated my stepdad really hated me when I was dating the other guy that I had to get a restraining order. I think that was like the nail in the coffin of our relationship. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I finally start dating someone that I know that they would approve of. So I was really excited to, to present him to Mr. Burns. And when Lucas proposed to me before he proposed such the gentleman that he is, he went and asked for my mom's blessing and my stepdad's blessing. And he asked for my, he asks for my mom's blessing. She gives it, he goes and he asks for Mr. Burns blessing. And he has the nerve to sit there and tell Lucas, like Vanessa is my life. My family is my world. I love Vanessa with all my heart. I want nothing more than her to be happy. I want you to take care of her. Okay. 
So Lucas comes all back. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. And Lucas comes back and he's like, oh my gosh, your stepdad really loves you. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, that's nice, you know. <laughs> that's, he's never told me that. That's nice. Weird. Yeah. We get engaged. I tell my stepdad, like, oh, we got engaged. And shortly after, he wakes up one day and he tells my sister or one of my stepbrothers, I think he told my stepbrother to call my sister and tell her that I'm no longer welcomed in that home. The home that he lives in, the one that I grew up in, my childhood home that I remember. I'm no longer welcome. I'm not his family. He wants nothing to do with me because I'm not his blood. I couldn't even hear it from him. I heard it from my sister. Mm -hmm. Your younger sister. My my younger sister, um, who's like seven years younger than me. And she had like no... Mm -hmm. She shouldn't have been a part of that conversation, you know? Right. So she, she, um, she tells me or she tells my mom, someone like that, something like that. They're like really scared to tell me because it's like devastating. Mm -hmm. And so all of this comes to light as I'm planning a wedding. And I was like, well, then fuck him. I don't want anything to do with him. So he's not invited to my wedding. He wasn't, he didn't go. He wasn't invited. Neither were any of my stepbrothers. Um, As you should. Yeah. My half brother at this point, I met, I've met him. My, oh, yeah. my biological father has passed away, mm. but I have a good relationship with my, with my brother from my father's side, who is like, I have a great relationship with him now. Yeah. He's Shout out to my brother because he, listen, he listens to this podcast. Shout out to my <laughs> yeah. brother. He's amazing. Hi, brother. Hey. <laughs> hey, big bro. Um, so my my stepdad wasn't invited to the wedding. Neither were my stepbrothers. They wanted nothing to do with me. They shunned me from their lives. Tell me I'm not allowed in my childhood home, the home I, I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um but I I don't want to deal with that. So I just kind of like bottle it down, plan the wedding, focus on the family that I do have and the people that love me, we get married and then boom, panorama. And I'm home. Like we, we, we continue working, but like, you're not going out anymore. You kind of have to like, no, you're literally inside. Yeah. Like we inside, inside. And, (laughs) and Lucas and I, um, have to adjust to being like married now. Like we're, we never lived away from our parents. Well, I, mm-hmm. I did, but I never lived with a, like a partner. So we get married and we move in together and it's like everything jumbled up in one experience. We have to deal with it, how it is to live together, how it is to be married, to be away from your parents. Um, the pandemic happens and I, my relationship with my mom completely changes for the better. Mm-hmm. I start seeing her with eyes of compassion. So the, the relationship that I never had with her when I was younger, I kind of like jump in and become super attached to my mom now. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I always want to be with my mom now. 
he's very attached to his parents. How do we like both cope with that, deal with that? Um, so we start having like trouble communicating. Um, and then I start feeling like it really settles in my issue with Mr. Burns. At this point, I've had time to settle, had time to let it all sink in. And it hits me really hard. I mean, think about this, Hyra. Like, I have memories of my childhood of like uh, going to the outlets shopping or going. Um, you know, hanging out in the backyard with my stepbrothers or my stepdad or something, going to church with them, family stuff, family stuff, family memories that you have. Well, now new people that don't know me, how do I explain that? Oh yeah. My dad. Oh, but, but I don't have a dad, but yeah. So what happened to your dad? How do I explain that? You're like, let me send you the link to this podcast. <laughs> now, from now on, I'm just going to send them a link to this podcast. Just listen to that. Yeah. Then you'll, then you'll understand. Then we can continue our conversation. A prerequisite before you have. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my new, that's what I'm going to do from now on. Same, literally. <laughs> I should do the same. Yeah, do it. Do it. Here's before you talk to me, just, I need you to listen to that. Okay. I before you, you fucking it. talk to me. <laughs> I need you I to study this. Feed off. <laughs> I want a, I want a one page essay <laughs> about what you heard. <laughs> okay, mister. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I get it. I get it. Like when they ask you about your family, you're like, I feel like my childhood didn't happen. That's such a weird, like, I can't even like the house I grew up in. I have so many memories and I think of it now. Yeah. And all I think about is I'm not allowed there anymore yeah like I I feel and I was explaining this to my mom one time like I feel like my childhood is fake like I feel like it's fake like it never happened and so it like fucks with me like am I like how do I cope with that it feels like you're like I'm making up stories in my head of like things that happened to me things that I experienced as a child like I my family was shitty in the sense that we all hated each other, right? Or like we all fought a lot. But then I, and I thought like nothing could be worse than that, than like the fighting. Mm-hmm. But the fighting, the having the family, and then not having that family anymore, that was worse. Mm-hmm. And like, not to say that I have the answer or anything like that, but it's kind of like. But do you? Can you tell me what the answer no, is? I How can't. do I live my life? Bitch, I wish. <laughs> because it's kind of like me too. Like just a little, a little, like I grew up thinking I'm, or like making myself believe I'm straight or this heterosexual person. And then like, I find my, literally find a different person. Yep. Like I find a different person. I'm like, holy shit. Who's like, what? Like, it's like so many things going through your hair. Like, oh my, like, what, what do I even do? You know? Yep. Yep. But yeah, I know how you feel about that. It's like, okay, now what, bitch? <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused, son. <laughs> I'm confused. So 
Lucas is super sweet. He really doesn't know how to handle this because his family is like perfect and they love each other and nobody fights in that family. So he's That's like so sweet. They literally like they love each other and they're fucking perfect. So they he's like, how do I deal with this? I don't know. And like, I'm I'm crying like a big beluga, like uh, my family. <laughs> Bitch out the beluga. <laughs> Wasn't that perfect though? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I realized that something's wrong and I need to talk to someone. And also I'm it's causing like Lucas and I to have these communication problems because I don't, I can't relay like what I'm feeling or what I need. And he can't do the same. And we're just like, you know, hitting a wall. And um, we, I tell him I need therapy. I need to go to therapy. I've only ever once been to therapy in my life. And that was after um, when I was a teenager, after I was taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And um, that was more like me saying, I don't need this. I don't need this. I'm an adult and I'm mature for my age. And I know what. I'm thinking. Um, and I think my therapist didn't care because he was like, you're really smart, kiddo. I don't think you need therapy. Um, yeah. So we we decide to go to like counseling, both of us together. As far as like him and I, it definitely helped our relationship because I feel like we're at this point in our marriage where Lucas is my person and he completely understands me and what he doesn't understand he knows how to ask the questions to understand me and vice versa and like what you said last week we're like you don't have to like every single thing exactly the same to to get along or to be right for each other that's what we're settling into like we don't have to like everything exactly the same we don't have to always agree but that's my person as far as like Mr. Burns, I never spoke to him again. I never spoke to my brothers, to my stepbrothers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's a weird situation because I'm still dealing with it now. I'm still learning how to like cope with all of that. And my sister, who keep in mind is his daughter, is related to the to, uh, baby Burns. She goes and sees them. Like, so she, she has contact with them. Oh, interesting. And so it's really weird because like she sees them, but I'm not allowed to. That's weird, right? Yeah. I, drama. I, I have a lot of issues with adults acting like children. Children. <sighs> like, I'm not I'm not gonna talk to you because eh. it's like a bitch, shut up. Like speak to me like a person yep you know like that to me like gets under my skin like I have other friends too who like their parents is like or I don't know if I should talk about this but I had a, a friend who had like a really serious situation with like families and stuff and like really bad sad mm-hmm. stuff but like it, it there was a situation where she had to go go be around the other family and the other family was just like nope we're not gonna talk to them we're not gonna care for them and this situation is like bitch you don't treat people like that so when she told me that I was like what like how does that even 
like how do people even act like that yeah so well well that's uh it's so annoying that's mr burns he just uh so that everyone understands my reference is i call him my my aunts and i call him mr burns because if you've seen the simpsons and you see mr burns that's my stepdad (laughs) (laughs) old liver spot money hungry man bitch i thought you weren't gonna say it (laughs) that's my stepdad that's him but they don't know him unless they know him unless you do unless you do then i'm sorry in which case this is a t and i'm not afraid to say it <laughs> i held back why oh, why am so- i saying all of this why vanessa why is any of this important to your life well bitches this is how i've coped with my life till this point mm-hmm. the lesson the lesson of the story is your your childhood the way you're raised your parents those relationships are a precursor for the relationships you're going to have as an adult. Mm-hmm. So what I learned from this is that one, my kids are going to see my husband and I be fucking partners in everything. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to do that? Well, that's why he and I are in counseling now because we don't have kids yet. We're going to learn how to be fucking partners without kids. Mm-hmm. So that when our kids come, they're going to say like, damn, power couple. Mm-hmm. Or they also, have something good to look up to. Exactly. Also, I'm an adult and I understand that the people in my life that set these tones, my mom and my biological father, I don't blame them. Mm. My mom tried her best with what she was given. And she did a hell of a good job. When we, I was younger, I faulted her for a lot of things that went wrong in my childhood. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, now that I see, she tried her be- very fucking best. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of gratitude towards her. Because, fuck, she... The shit our parents do. The shit that, the shit that like... Mr. Burns did to my mom. Like... Yeah. and she still came up on top my mom is about to graduate in december with her bachelor's in sociology period without mr burns she did that without him with a job with a job raising us providing for us that's that's the kind of people, uh, that's, that's the kind of story I want to tell everyone is that mm-hmm. we still made it out without those snake people in our lives. Crazy. And um, this is like, obviously they have experience. I'm sure that if I had lived through their experiences, I'd probably be a similar person. But yeah. the point is that you still have to do your best to search for a different lens yeah because if you just kind of continue to be the same thing and like look at everything through your through your through your cracked lens it's like you're just not gonna see like it's just not gonna go well for you yeah and I and I learned like I wanted to break the cycle of unhappy relationships with everyone in my life you know, I didn't want to fight with my mom anymore. I didn't want to fight with 
um, my partner, I wanted to be successful and, and still be happy. It wasn't and either also, or. Yeah. And also I'm not gonna like, you're talking a lot about your family, but also like your friends, like since I've been your friend for a long time, yeah, that also leaked over to your friends and not necessarily me directly, but I, I don't even know. I think I'm just, again, we were both going through each other's stuff and I didn't have yeah. like, like we've never fought each other. I didn't understand a lot of the things that you were doing. Cause I was just like, like, I wanted to shake you like, bitch, stop. <laughs> yeah you know like a lot of times i wanted to be like girl what the fuck like what are you doing like when just but, tell me <laughs> well when you were in that very very toxic relationship and you kept going back yeah and i was like uh-uh like <laughs> why like why 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 and um and I also felt felt that about you with your family. Like when you, you would tell tell me about your family, I would be like, girl, get out. Like to like I would think this, like, girl, just get out. Like there's no there and I don't you also I don't have I don't have a perfect family either, but like what you would tell me about your family, I would just be like, oh my god. Like I was absorbing your 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 energy cra- your ca- yeah. yeah your the energy that you were like telling us about and i would just feel so anxious like sometimes like oh my god how do you even do it yeah so like what you talk a lot you talked a lot about your family and stuff but like i'm I'm just telling everyone this wasn't just her family and like like her boyfriend and stuff this leaked over yeah it seeped into like my friendships because i i know that there were points in my life where when my my personal life like my friend my family and my relationships were chaotic it it kind of like seeped into my friendships because there were some Mm -hmm. times when I was dating you know someone that you guys didn't approve of and you distanced yourselves from me Mm -hmm. there was like a time or two you know and and I know I was aware of that like it was because of all the chaos and, and it was like, we would fight and my friends and I would get into arguments and, and I was hard headed. Like you guys would try to talk sense into me. And I was just like, uh-huh, 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 mm-hmm. uh-huh. I'm still going to go back to him anyways. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and then th- that's also not to say that like we, f- we hated you, but again, like it was just frustrating when we were like it was frustrating yeah it yeah. was just like oh my no, I bet. god like uh and then when you got with lucas it was just like oh my god like good like good 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 and there were still times where you would kind of talk like not i don't want to say negatively but like talk like i was stressed like you were stressed with your family but like in time it's gotten better so yeah the fact that you can like turn around and like flip things for yourself is like I think that's something really important for you to like realize because we always like oh you realize oh the relationship with my mom's good with my husband with my family blah 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 but like I always try to remind like or like have people remind themselves like remind yourself that you're ultimately what you're working on as well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think what helped my, like in particular, what helped my relationship with my mom was like, as soon as Lucas and I got married, I went from being on my own 
in a sense, like being single by myself to having a partner. And so even like little things or obviously the big things, but like even little things that I knew that I could count on Lucas, like he was my, Mm -hmm. my backup, my person, you know, my, Mm -hmm. he had my back. And especially when the pandemic happened, I realized like my mom didn't have that. Like she had that with my stepdad and then she didn't have that. She was by herself. Like my mom, um, she was working from home and Lucas and I weren't working from home. We were still going to our work or whatever. And she was like scared to go grocery shopping. And I, and I thought like, she didn't have anybody to like go grocery shopping for her, you know? So like we would go grocery shopping for her, like stuff like that. Just little things. I'm like, man, I need to see my mom from a more compassionate point of view, because I can't imagine being married to Lucas, sharing my life with him, and then him doing me fucking dirty the way that Mr. Burns did my mom. Like, I can't imagine that. That's basically <laughs> my life. <laughs> That's basically my life in a nutshell. Like, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I don't want anyone to be like, oh my God, boohoo, Vanessa just spent like a fucking hour talking about how miserable her life was when she was younger. No, I think I wholeheartedly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I think that I went through these experiences and learned all of this stuff because I I wanted to, I needed to break the cycle in my life and in my family. I needed to be, be different. My, my life couldn't have been what it was going to be in terms of like relationships with people. Yeah. And yourself and myself. Well, that's something I'm still working on. Oh, that's true. That's because true. I think that I think that since coming out or like realizing myself, I think that working on myself for myself has been like the best thing because I feel so confident. <laughs> I feel so confident. And today I saw I saw a TikTok where um someone was like, "Being a bad hot ass bitch isn't your body or how how you look." It's about how you feel in your brain. And like that just, it was like music to my ears. I was like, yes, that's how, that's how I'm feeling. Teach me that. Teach me that. I already told you. I don't believe that. So I was telling, oh, we didn't post this on the video, on the, on an episode. Because that audio was fucking horrible. (laughs) So I was telling Vanessa that something I practice is that the things that you tell yourself are the things that you believe for yourself. So what I started doing was, I forgot who told me this. I don't know if I don't I don't know if I if I told you who told me this. Someone important told me this, but they were like, "Why do you always like sell yourself short? Like, why are you always doing this to yourself?" And I'm like, "Am I doing that to myself? Like, I didn't realize that I was telling myself, "Oh, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. Oh well, uh, maybe I can do it. Maybe I'm too. Maybe I'm too this. Maybe I'm too that." Yeah. So I was always telling myself that and like, I didn't realize it until someone like put it in my face. They were like, you're doing this to yourself. Like, why? Like it, it was, it was someone who I think was attracted to me, but someone was like, he was like, um, it's making me feel unattracted to you because you're selling yourself short. Hmm. So that, that like, like a slap in the face, I was like, oh, 
I didn't realize it was that. Like, I didn't realize that's how people felt. Yeah. So what I started practicing for the most part is every time I was about to say something, even in my head about myself, like something easy. So like, I want to go in the water. Oh, but I don't, I don't want to take off my shirt because I'm fat. Like I would catch those things and I would be like, you know what? Even if I do feel this way, I'm just going to do it. Because at the end of the day, someone's always going to think I'm too fat and someone's always going to think I'm too skinny. So I can't, I, I can't make you happy. Yeah. So if I can make myself happy by just a simple thing of taking off my shirt and going into the pool and enjoying the pool without a shirt, like that to me was like, holy shit, like this feels amazing. So every time I start doing these things where I like open the phone and like look at the camera, the front front facing camera, and I would be like, oh, now I'm like, oh, I like my hair today or oh, my ears look cute today. They're, they look big <laughs> or something, something that's positive. That's not like, oh, my God, look at my skin. Look at my eyebrows. Look at my nose. Look at this, like that. Like, yeah. When, it's going to happen still, but if you practice doing where you give yourself more credit for what you are in the moment, it's going to improve like your self-worth, self-image, self-everything so much. Well, that's, I, I know, and I can admit that that's something that I struggle with every day mm-hmm. because I have a really, I'm really hard on myself, mm-hmm. super hard on myself. Like, I'm always to the point where I stress myself out. Like if I'm getting ready to go somewhere and I'm just in one of those like mindsets where like I'm, I gained all this weight or my skin looks shitty today. Yeah. My hair is flat. Like, trust me, I'll have a mental breakdown and I'll be like crying and crying. And Lucas is like, um, do you want me to help you pick out a shirt? And I'm like, nothing fits me. (laughs) So instead of doing that, just look for something good. Okay, bitch, it's easy. Okay, like, I wish I could. Trust me. Just make yourself try. Okay. Like, even if it it doesn't happen the first time, make yourself try. So, like, go in the mirror and be like, you're going to feel like, ugh. And then just be like, okay, I have to try. I have to try to look for something that I like. Okay. And then it'll just, I'm it, skeptical, but I will try it rewires your brain so good. And even little things like if you, if you want to do something and you're like, oh, I can't do it because of this, just do it, just do okay. it. And it's like, how do I say that? So it doesn't sound toxic. <laughs> do the action before you think about it. If that makes sense. I, I trained myself my whole life to think before I say anything or talk. (laughs) We'll try to rewire it and be, and just do it before you think about it. Do the action. If it's like something action, like I want to write, I want to write a cute text to my husband or some, something to my friends, just do it instead of, and like, it'll help you rewire your brain. Hmm. Cause I'm telling you, the amount of years that I've been doing that girl it's helped so much 
I'm going to try it. I'm just saying. But I'm skeptical. Well. But, I, but I'll give it a try, I guess. <laughs> don't say that. Just say you're going to do okay, it. Okay. I'll give it a try. I will. Okay. I will. <laughs> Sorry. Bitch. <laughs> so that's my life. Was it chaotic? Because it feels like it. It was a little bit chaotic. I think at the end, you like. It's very fitting, it. though. Yeah, I mean well, it's it's very fitting for your journey, the journey that you're going in, like the uh, and my brand journey. That, yeah, your brand. My brand is chaos. I dr- <laughs> I no, we don't want that. <laughs> I it's always say is- that I thrive in chaos. Mm-hmm. I have this like person that I work with that's like sometimes really grumpy in a grumpy mood, and nobody likes to be around with. And everyone's like, "Oh my god." I can't me? fucking sometimes they're like I can't fucking stand him and I'm like he reminds me of my stepdad <laughs> <gasps> not the stepdad <laughs> he's fine <laughs> um yeah life is my life is ever evolving I'm still dealing with my daddy issues <laughs> well I'm glad that you're working through it and working I'm glad on that it. you're in therapy Yes, working shout out on to my therapist and working on it on your own with your husband and at your home. And bitch, we're gonna get we're to gonna that, get through it to that good place. I'm happy though. Place. I think about it and I like okay, so this sounded like oh my god, woe is me and my my stepdad's an evil <laughs> demon. Did it? I think Don't about it that. though. <laughs> what? Don't say that. Oh, sorry. It sounds like what was me, like, you know, boohoo my life. But I'm happy. Like, I think back my life when I had those people, like, had them in my, had them around me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how some people just suck the energy out of you. That was, that was them. It was just like, oh my God, so draining. And it drained me, it drained my mom, it drained my sister. And I think back and and I, I compare like how I felt then to how I feel now. What? I just burped into the fucking mic. <laughs> Bitch. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear it. Okay, good. So I, I think back and I'm much happier now than I than I was, you know, then. Yeah, they had like material things or whatever, but the one thing that I do like to do or I I make an effort to do is I, when I start feeling down about it, I take a step back and I I think I have a great husband who's my very best friend. I make my own money and I, I do well for myself. I am able to pay all my bills and we, you know, live in a nice place where we're secure. I'm happy. I'm surrounded by people that love me. Um, the people that are in my life, I know that they're true connections. There's no one fake in my life. There's no one that's trying to bring me down or wishing me bad. And and I'm happy. I'm loved. Yeah, I have like all my issues or whatever where sometimes I get down and I do miss Mr. Burns because that's the only father that I've ever known. Mm -hmm. but that's something that I'm working on 
because at the end of the day, I think that it's best that he and I stay away from each other. And as well as his sons. Baby Burns. Baby Burns. Junior Burns and Baby Burns. Well, I'm glad that you got to speak to us about yourself. And um, we got to learn a lot about you. And even if it might... Even if it might be a little bit confusing, I don't think, I think you put it pretty well. I think I jumped around because I forgot things. That's fine. I think you like, you connected the dots. Yeah. So I, I think your story is, is very, you know, complex, like many of ours is. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, it's interesting to remember like where you're at now and I mean, yeah, I think that's a good that's a good way to end this episode. I burped into the mic. Did you hear it? No, like a little baby burp. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so thank you for listening. And thank you, Vanessa, for being open with us. Thanks. That's what I'm best at, being open. <laughs> Bitch, don't. Bitch, don't. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I had to. You let you let we, me into we, the joke. We can't we can't be serious. Like, no, we cannot. The, the entire time, you know when you were saying right now. I was now, like, my life sucks. Ha huh, ha. Huh, that's funny. <laughs> no, what were you saying right now? This is my life, and um, what were you saying? Fuck, I had a I like I almost blurted out the joke, but I was like, no, this you like, should have. It's a serious moment. No puedo. No puedo. These are the, the tales of how Vanessa became a bitch. These are the tales of how Vanessa became the bitch that she is today. The hot Cheeto girl. And we were, we're hot Cheeto girls. I like it. I'm proud to I, be a hot Cheeto girl. Yeah, me too. We were fucking badass. We still mm-hmm. are. And I and love these, hot Cheetos. These, these little Gen Z bitches can't, can't do it like us. No, no. I you wish can't. I had nails so I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. just like go like this. There you go. <laughs> Hot Cheeto. Uh, but thank you for listening to this episode again. You can follow me on Instagram at jai.hiro with an O, with an extra O. So it's jai.jairoo. And on TikTok, it's at hiro.music. And where can they follow you, Vanessa? Uh, so you can follow me at vsanch with two H's on Instagram. And follow our podcast at heybitch.podcast on Instagram. Um, yes. Yeah. And do it right in. now. You can listen to the, you can listen to us say goodbye while you're following us on the Instagram. There you go. And um, drop a comment or give us some, give us, give us a little, give us a little follow question. The, yeah. Follow, subscribe so you can listen. Yeah. Um, yeah, share everything. it with your friends if they want to listen to Hot Cheeto Girls speak. <laughs> I love that Hot Cheeto Girls. If you're a fellow um, Hot Cheeto Girl, follow us because we always talk about Hot Cheetos and literally. Selena. Hot Cheetos yeah. and Selena. <laughs> and the green tea. And the green tea. The Arizona. <laughs> the Arizona green Bitch, tea. Bitch, I like that raspberry. Sponsor us. Arizona. <laughs> raspberry. <laughs> or mango. Oh, I, oh, those were good too. Ooh. Okay. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch.